It's Tech Talk time once again on KCLR. I'm Ken McGuire. This is Tech Talk Season 3, Episode 2. Alan's away, so I'm joined this week by Conan Wainicon from Black Knight Solutions in Carlo, where we take a look at the potential launch of a new cryptocurrency from Facebook. We touch base on Huawei. There are around a month into this 90-day reprieve from the US government, but are Huawei phone users still at risk by the end of the summer, losing apps from the Play Store and access to other functions. Uh, We've also had the climate action plan this week, but now there's talk that the Irish government needs an artificial intelligence plan. They are the topics. This is Tech Talk. Tech Talk on KCLR with Black Knight for domain names, web hosting, email and all things cloud. Before we get into it, how's how's all with you and and Black Knight? Everything's going busy, busy. So the newsletters are flying out there today. Very busy. Yeah, we've just uh, pushed out our uh, newsletter to thousands of subscribers. Uh, If you want to find out more, go to blackknight.com slash newsletter and we'll be putting it out on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, Basically, what we're saying to people is that it's easier than ever to get online. Uh, I recently built a website in less than 20 minutes and I put up a video in case people don't believe me of me actually doing that uh, did it on stage at a, a business uh, event that was in Waterford there a couple of months ago and we've been to oh, I don't know dozens of uh, similar events in the last while and we've got a team in fact in Gory uh, today at uh, Digital Picnic uh, which is an event that's on uh, today so much business buzz around the country at the moment uh, Ken lots of people especially small businesses talking about getting online uh, doing business uh, marketing themselves using the tools that uh, the likes of Facebook and Google are giving us and uh, and putting their own shoulders to the wheel as well so it's very exciting and is is it gen- has it generally become that easy that in 20 minutes start to finish you're you're done you're online you're away <laughs> yeah, <it's> <laughs> It is. I mean, you know, when people say how much effort does it take to make a website uh, or to, to how much money does it take? I, I, I answer how long is a piece of string? Because uh, you can spend 400 euros, you can spend 4000 euros on your business website. Uh, but what we're saying to people is that if you're just starting out and you're not sure, come in and check our Black Knight site, site builder tool, because with that, you can get online with a free domain name and a digital security certificate. You know, this SSL that's uh, required on on every website nowadays and uh, I okay I built a website in less than 20 minutes you might take two hours to do it and it only costs 40 euros and you're up and running for a year with that uh, look there's more information about it on our website Ken but the important point about it is is that uh, for some people that's all they ever need and for others maybe two months or maybe three weeks down the line they'll find hey I'm doing a load of business uh, I need something different uh, then we say go find yourself a good web developer uh, and the best way to do that actually is ask around uh, can uh, talk to other people look at websites that you like and pick up the phone and uh, ring the the business person that it is if you have a connection with them or even if you don't and just say love your website who who built it for you that's the kind of thing we we encourage and recommend people to do nice all systems go says you well you, you've mentioned money and money mm. is one of the money is one of the topics uh, that's come along uh, uh, Facebook are in the news and I I thought I thought Facebook and money in terms of being able people being able to share money between each other uh, on Facebook was was done it was a thing of the past and then we heard during the week that they're going to launch the new cryptocurrency uh, MasterCard are behind it Visa and PayPal um, but uh, like what do, what do we know or, or for, for the uninitiated maybe what's what's a cryptocurrency because we hear things like Bitcoin and Litecoin being being lobbed around is, is this the same vein? 
Uh, it is the same and it's different, uh, It's which is very interesting in a way because uh, there are some advantages to cryptocurrencies, uh, which are basically uh, currencies. They're these virtual digital currencies uh, that uh, for a true cryptocurrency at this moment, uh, the likes of Bitcoin and, and many of these others, there's nobody in charge of them. The rules have been set up. An algorithm has been designed. Uh, new uh, Bitcoins are created by uh, solving mathematical uh, problems according to a certain algorithm. And in fact, that's become quite an intensive use of computer resources for people who are involved in mining and trying to create uh, new new Bitcoins. But for something like this, it maybe has more in common with, uh, with a traditional sort of fiat currency. And the difference, the main difference I would say is that you mentioned uh, companies like PayPal and, and uh, Stripe and Visa and lots of other ones are involved. Vodafone, for example, uh, is involved, MasterCard. Uh, it's a little bit, they've set up what uh, what is called, uh, they're calling the Libra Association. Libra is the name of this new cryptocurrency uh, that Facebook are backing. And uh, lots of other companies like uh, PayPal and others are involved as well. And if you look at something like Bit Bitcoin, there's no one in charge. The maths has been set up and not fine. The algorithm has been set up and off it goes. And that means that it's independent uh, of uh, a lot of, um, it, it doesn't, you know, it's it's kind of, it's independent and nobody can sort of game it um, from one point of view. It also means it's a little bit unstable. And uh, as I said, there's a lot of effort and a lot of resources going into mining new uh, Bitcoins, which are more, worth more and more um, as the scale the scarcer they become relative to, to when it all started out. With this, you could, in a way, look at uh, this new Libra association that has been set up as being maybe something more akin to a sort of central bank for this new uh, currency, in that there are actually people in charge. One of the things is that... Uh, while uh, blockchain technology will be used to verify transactions and there's this whole distributed ledger involved uh, where a number of different nodes of it exist and um, when a transaction occurs, it's added to that ledger. That element of blockchain is being kept, but you won't be able to mine new currencies um, or new, new, new Libra coins, if you like. Instead, um, they're actually created when someone buys into it. So okay. you're going to get a, a Libra wallet. In fact, I think the it a Calibra wallet uh, because that's the subsidiary of Facebook that's been set up to run this and uh, this uh, wallet uh, you can basically put in euros or dollars or pounds sterling or, or anything like that to actually uh, create new uh, Libra coins so that's how it's going to be worked uh, the thing it's going to have I think is stability and it's going to be interesting uh, because um, while it won't have the instability of things uh, like Bitcoin, uh, it will have the, the advantages that make that uh, very attractive to people who are maybe trying to conduct financial transactions in areas that haven't been traditionally well served by traditional uh, financial services. Do you think that it opens the it opens the door or it opens the debate for regulation around the likes of Bitcoin and Litecoin and all of the others that are out there? The short, the short answer to that, Ken, is that it certainly opens more questions than answers. Yeah. And uh, one of the key questions is going to be, uh, if it is going to be treated as a currency, how independent uh, is this Libra Association going to be uh, of the companies that are involved, and specifically of Facebook, which has a major uh, involvement in setting this up? One thing I would say about it um, is that uh, we are told that it's going to be open source, so that the, mm -hmm. the Libra... 
software is going to be open source and for that reason uh, that certainly is a, is a step in the right direction for transparency uh, if not uh, accountability or regulation uh, there's a lot of study and a lot more uh, questions as I say as I say than answers uh, at this stage okay well interesting to keep an eye on they're saying that it's uh, they're aiming for the first half of 2020 to roll it out so we I'm sure we're going to be talking about it as it starts to gather steam uh, another one con that came up in the news and look it's it's been around for a while and I know there's certain people in uh, this building and there's certain people I know at home that may be listening that have uh, invested in Huawei mobile phones. We've all seen the ads and we've all seen the uh, amazing photos and the this and the that and it's faster and it's super and it's great and then everybody goes, oh, forget your galaxies and forget your iPhones. Everybody's onto Huawei and then as soon as everybody goes and does their upgrades, they hear, uh, oh, what's the story? I can't, uh, are we not going to be able to use our, our Google App Store and are we losing all the apps and are we actually going to, is the phone going to be worth anything? So there was a ban proposed in the US on uh, on Huawei mm-hmm. and then Google jumped on board and then it got a, a, a kind of a three month reprieve this has been uh, we're about a month into that at the moment so mm-hmm. so what what do we know is this still something that's going to go ahead or Huawei phone users in trouble or what's the story well if Huawei phone users are in trouble Ken uh, then there are a lot of very big companies, U.S. companies, European companies all over the world that are going to be in trouble uh, in a way as well. That's one of the reasons why the, uh, and this wasn't a proposal to, to ban Huawei. Uh, this was an actual ban that was announced and then delayed or mm-hmm. deferred uh, by 90 days. And the, the reason that I would say that uh, this is, is, it's really messy, it's really tricky. The problem uh, for trying to, to ban uh, one company's technology is that uh, all of this, co- co- it's the way the internet is designed, Ken, all yeah. of this technology is designed to interact, interoperate. And in fact, Huawei are embedded, their technology is embedded in uh, systems which also includes technology uh, from other companies like Cisco or or or, um, or any other company uh, indeed uh, as well that's involved in, in manufacturing hardware and software uh, for international uh, internet and communications technology. It is all just so uh, muddled up and tied up together. Um, Huawei is involved in joint ventures with uh, with European and American companies, mm-hmm. and and there is a, a huge. It's very difficult to disentangle. Would be the the way that I, I would look at it. Secondly. Um, there is uh, it's it's very difficult to prove that some of the allegations from a, a national emergency or a national security point of view that have been made uh, against Huawei are true. However, uh, what I might say is that uh, there is likely to be true about Huawei as they are maybe about some other of the the big players as well, uh, and the line between uh, large companies and what they do with our data and uh, how they have our data and uh, various governments, not just the Chinese government, uh, is perhaps not as delineated uh, as, as we would like, like, like it to be. So uh, it really is difficult to say at this stage, but I think that uh, the next month or two, uh, we're definitely going to hear more about it. And uh, I would be surprised personally uh, if uh, it was as simple as Donald Trump uh, making a stroke of a pen uh, to outlaw outlaw. Uh, Huawei technology. You have to remember as well, Ken, this is a company that has grown uh, rapidly. Yeah. And
and that there is, if you like, a difference in the way uh, companies uh, work uh, uh, under government regulation in China. Uh, their companies are seen as as champions of the economy uh, rather than uh, maybe um, op operations that need to be regulated by government. Mm. Um, there's, a, in many ways, a much cozier relationship between government and business uh, in China than there is elsewhere. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how how that goes because I know there 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 was talks of I don't know that I have some representatives in Dublin today or there was talk of them today because they're they're involved in the potential five G rollout and if Huawei can't get involved, it'll cost Europe like billions and billions and billions more. Uh, but for phone for phone owners, I think we can at least rest mm. easy for a little while. But that kind of steers us steers us towards the 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 last piece that I wanted to look at today, and it's been it's been an interesting uh, it's been an interesting interesting week. We had a lot of talk on air uh, at the start of the week about uh, the government's climate action plan uh, that was announced but now there's been calls in certain sectors uh, that if Ireland is to become uh, an island of artificial intelligence uh, that we should now have uh, an, an actual kind of public policy uh, on AI. We'd, we'd spotted this in, in Silicon Republic earlier in the week. 76% uh, of people saying that they Irish government need to implement a public policy for artificial intelligence and believing that it's important that Ireland puts itself at the forefront of the AI revolution. Uh, are are we there yet? Are, is, is the artificial intelligence kind of sector and industry that strong in Ireland at the moment? Uh, I would say nowhere near it. And it's interesting that we were just talking about uh, China, um, uh, Ken, and uh, the fact of the matter is that uh, that isn't that is an example of uh, I think uh, a country and a, an economy where artificial intelligence is being employed uh, in all kinds of business making or business situations, and really they are probably uh, leading the world uh, again, possibly because of uh, a lack of. Um, inhibition in relation to ethics and, and rules in relation to this. And I don't mean to be uh, especially critical of China, but again, it's it's part of the same thing, which uh, which we uh, which has raised the suspicions and the clouds in relation to Huawei, which is that uh, there is a, a less uh, there is less regulation and there is less uh, restriction, I think, uh, and there is less data protection in those countries. So artificial intelligence uh, can really um, has an awful lot of impact on uh, our daily lives. And what this report, I think, is calling for is, uh, on the one hand, uh, that the, there needs to be perhaps uh, more uh, encouragement of uh, adoption of AI by Irish business and some kind of public policy in place. But the other side of that of public policy is that there needs to be uh, some kind of regulation perhaps and some uh, kind of um how would you say uh, some kind of um, maybe even legislation mm -hmm. in relation uh, to how artificial intelligence is is deployed and the reason for this ken is that um Artificial intelligence has the, the potential, like a lot of technology, to be a great tool to help us uh, in our daily lives. It also has the, uh, the, the um, potential uh, to be dangerous as well and to be misused. Uh, for example, uh, if you have widespread, widespread uh, a lot of people are concerned about widespread uh, deployment of facial recognition technology, yep. for example, uh, without there being necessarily um, oversight or anything like that in relation to that. Where um, where our artificial intelligence uh, can be a problem is that if you set up a chain of 
uh, actions which need to be taken based on uh, a particular set of data uh, or if you encourage um, a machine to to think a problem through and to recommend or even to implement a course of action without some kind of overset site then you're getting into a problem for example uh, in relation uh, to the the um, an example might be uh, the the recent situation where um, where the the Boeing uh, jets were uh, finding themselves uh, with a software problem that uh, mm. led to two fatal crashes. Yep. Uh, and again, um, you know, artificial intelligence, we already see it It gets deployed, for example, it's deployed extensively uh, in, for example, financial markets and things like that at the moment, uh, where uh, very often uh, split-second reactions and quick uh, responses uh, are required in order to, uh, to buy or sell or hold on a particular uh, set of data or in a particular response from the markets. Uh, sometimes that kind of software uh, has to, you know, can can cause a run, for example, on a particular stock or on a particular currency, uh, unless there's some kind of oversight or some kind of management uh, or some kind of uh, suitable design put in place. So uh, there's all kinds of, uh, of reasons that uh, we should be concerned about a AI. Uh, this report that you referred to is interesting. Uh, it's it's by PricewaterhouseCoopers and the Analytics Institute. I suspect that they didn't, when they say 76% uh, said the Irish government needs to impl implement a public policy for AI, that's not 76% of people that they walked out onto the streets and, and tracked down. I presume it's people involved uh, in in maybe business or technology uh, or people who have a, 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 some kind of a particular point of view in relation to that. Um, they identified six priorities that uh, could lead to uh, AI success for Ireland, uh, that there would be a public understanding of the technology, both in government and in business, and indeed uh, in public uh, uh, spheres as well, that there would be the development of a national AI strategy, uh, that specific data sets would be identified to solve specific problems, uh, that policies would be put in place to build an AI-ready workforce, and, as I said, uh, point number five, making AI, artificial intelligence, trustworthy. And that really is a circular thing because the public have to have to have trust in it and confidence and transparency is what's required there. And then the sixth one, and this is where it can get dangerous, combining artificial intelligence with other technologies, such as the Internet of Things. We've heard that term before, mm. Ken, as well. Yeah, I'm going to say yeah. if, if, the, if we see like the, the robots in the house start talking to each other and then decide that Ken doesn't need to live here anymore and they're happier uh, kind of <laughs> cleaning the house themselves. And it's like, no, we're going to play my kind of music, not his kind of music. Uh, I, don't, I yeah. don't know, really. It's it's a kind of an interesting world. Um, anything else of, mm. of Tech Note caught your eye or gadget-wise that you're looking at at the minute uh, before we let no, you go? No, well, just... I guess not, except that uh, the government has unveiled a, a, a really quite uh, uh, radical uh, climate change strategy or climate action plan, uh, which I think is certainly uh, of, of interest. A lot of analysis, a lot of people talking about it. Uh, some people saying it's unrealistic, uh, other people saying uh, that it is uh, inevitable and uh, the minimum that uh, that is actually required. Uh, it's interesting, Ken, and I think you found this yourself uh, probably, uh, it's something that you find actually uh, thanks to uh, the Extinction Rebellion, thanks uh, to the kids, uh, the school kids strike and, and, and all of that, I think it really is the political issue and the issue that people are actually starting to sit up and take notice of in, in 2019. Uh, are we facing an existential crisis in terms of climate change? And if so, 
uh, are we prepared to bite the bullet and maybe uh, take some hard actions to actually uh, defer that or to to in some way uh, mitigate uh, that so it's 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 i i would say the first thing i would say about the the government proposals is that to actually have made such concrete proposals like this and to have uh, it certainly is is actually putting into practice what this could actually mean for people in their daily lives and uh, i think it's something we all need to be talking about i think it's going to open up a good discussion for us in a couple of weeks as well around green tech and what comes next alongside electric cars uh, but con and Con black knight solutions in carlo if people are looking to get in touch you'd mentioned the newsletter but what's the best way to reach you guys these mm. days you'll find it all at blackknight.com Fantastic. Con, thanks a million. Uh, This has been Tech Talk Season 3, Episode 2, and we'll talk to you again soon. Good luck. Tech Talk on KCLR with Black Knight. For domain names, web hosting, email, and all things cloud.